check, check. One, two, check. Mic's on. From the world of education to you, my name is Dr. A. Our show is all about finding your voice by connecting our community through collaboration. All right, welcome back to another edition of Mike's On. This is episode 54, and I'm having a repeat guest uh, from back in June. Is that about yeah, right? that was June. That was yeah. June. So, Mr. Bobby Trussell, how are you, sir? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me hey, back. Well, on. you're so I good. appreciate it. You're so good. It's pretty cool to be back again. Well, the, the, last time we, the last time we got to do this, though, it was over the phone, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think did, I uh, FaceTimed, right? And then, uh, I think we Zoomed. Zoomed or FaceTimed, one we of the two. We tried to FaceTime, and it didn't work. Okay. All right. You and you got a better great. memory than I do because I just <laughs> know we great. got it done. Yeah, it was so. Great. All right, so I got a couple different things I want to explore with you today, okay. but uh, more than anything, I got some icebreaker questions Uh-oh. for you. Let's so so I, I I'm taking a page out of Mr. Blackford's book. Uh oh. So Mr. Blackford <laughs> he did uh, some icebreaker questions with me, and okay. I thought, oh great. But these are good, and these are easy, but they might make you think a little See, bit. See, now you got, so. me, you got me sweating a little bit already. I'm like, uh-oh. That's I how I know. felt. So now, now, now I know what it feels cues. like on this side. How about this? Simple question. Okay. Uh, what was the name of your first pet? Good. We'll just say Sneakers. We had a dog, uh, Sneakers. He was, I think I was like first grade kindergarten yeah. or something like that. You remember what kind of dog it was? Was he a mutt? Uh, it's a German and something else. German. Big yeah. dog? Yeah, big dog. We had to end Not up Not a slipper pup? No, we had to get rid of him because he kept jumping the fence. Oh, j- and, and <laughs> couldn't people. keep him in. No, we couldn't keep him in. And my parents were like, this is it. Yeah, sneakers, huh? Yeah, look at me. Look at him. Okay. Sneakers up over the fence and I remember, onward. no pun intended, I know, right? Do yeah. you do you uh have a dog or a cat or any kind of pet now? No, we we're, we're searching. Uh my stepson, he has allergies real yeah. bad. So, so we don't do a pet find. in the house either. Well, if it was up to me, I wouldn't, but my kids are pressing me about yeah. dogs. Oh, so. you don't want to have to deal with the no, pet, huh? I want them to get older and feed the dog and care yeah. for it, not yeah. me. So Yeah, well, my kids, unfortunately, my wife is really allergic to pet dander, and she's got sorry, asthma no, real no, bad, yeah. so she does not deal well with any kind of pets. So we that was a concession I had to make early on because hey, I love a dog. Though. Oh, Cece, you're the animal. Mm. I want a dog, but, mm. yeah, anyway. All right, how many states have you been to? States have I been to? I'll say three. Let's go three. Let's just yeah. go, uh, let's go Illinois. Let's go... Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Georgia, and yeah. look at me. I gotta remember the states now, um, and and we'll just go Tennessee. Okay, you know, with those three. All right. So, do, have you driven through any of those though? Um, yeah, I've driven. So you've been to more than yeah, one well, than to, those three. So, so you just three didn't stay named, in them. Yeah, I didn't stay to those three that I named. We stayed there. I've been through. Arkansas. So you've probably been through Kentucky and yeah, probably I've been, been through, through Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've been through a few, yeah. Yeah, you just haven't, no, we haven't stayed, stayed in a lot much. of those yeah. places, I right? To, I want to travel more. That's one of well, my goals. Try and do a little bit of that if you can. At least get the kids in the car and go somewhere, you know? Well, trying to get me and my wife to go. My wife was like, oh, yeah, the you, kids. It's just, like, yeah, it just needs to be you guys, yeah, right? Like, just me. I hear you. All right. <laughs> um, do you, Have you ever flown? No, no. Never been on an airplane. No, my wife messes with me all the time because anytime we travel, I insist that we drive, and so I'm, I'm afraid of heights and afraid of getting on. So a plane. you won't yes. do a plane? Not right now, but it'll come. It'll my come. wife's gonna. <laughs> She's gonna force you. Huh? She will. Her, her side will prevail. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite family tradition, past or present? 
I say Christmas time passed. Uh, it's different now as a parent, but as a child, just my mother would always uh, make us wait till both parents got up to open up gifts and play music, and that was just something that was always like stuck in my mind. Now it's different now as a parent. Now, right? <laughs> How yeah. about um, what's the longest distance you've ever had to walk or run? Um. You ever have to go on a long hike, or were you forced to, to, to go from one place to I'll another? I'll say this. I've had to walk. So I was a student at Webster University, and I yeah. had to walk from Webster University to the, uh, I think it's the Shrewsbury Metrolink. Oh, that's, boy. That, that's a walk. That's a walk. It's a little bit of a hike, huh? That's a little bit of a hike. Though. Yeah. Other than that, I can't. Really all right. All right. Uh, how about what was the first record you ever bought? Did you buy Uh-oh, records or did you go. buy CDs? CDs. Okay. And, and you're going to laugh at me. The first one, <laughs> my, parent, my parents wouldn't let me. It was gifted to me. It was a, yeah. a, a Big Willie style by Will uh. Smith. That was, my, that was my first one that I... So so, back, so give me a track that was off of that. Uh, you know, they're getting, I think it's Welcome to Miami, Getting Jiggy With yeah, It. Yeah, okay. Uh, just the two of us, nah, I think, nah, was nah, on nah, there. Nah, nah, nah. Well, that was my... So the nah, backstory nah. real quick. Remember, you could get like 10 CDs for like $2 or something. They would yeah. have like where you could. And so oh, yeah. my, my aunt was like, what kind of CD do you want? And yeah. I was like, give me the Will Smith. Yeah, uh, there you go. That was the first one that was gifted to me. The, the first one I was able to purchase um, was in sixth grade. And it was it was monumental because my mother let me pick a record that had cursing. She, yeah. I, I didn't think she would let yeah, me. Yeah, so it had a PG or well, a parental guidance explicit, label. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, Mom, I can get this. And she was like, just don't let me hear it. You yeah. can get it. So yeah, and? That, well, the record, it was, uh, I'm about to show my age again, it's so... It's called the Hot Boys. It's it's with uh, like Little Wayne, Juvenile. Yeah. This was this was sixth grade. So <laughs> this was two thousand. Uh, two thousand, I think. Yeah. yeah. Two thousand. So yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Looking back now, two thousand. You were in sixth grade. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, because eighty eight plus twelve. Oh my 12 gosh. Is, yeah, I know, right? Every time I say that, you're like, oh, he's a baby. Well, I just I just watched Straight Outta Compton. Uh, Did you enjoy that? Movie? I love that movie. I really do, because. Uh, NWA kind of came a little bit after, not after me, but but it was when I was, um, was I had moved I had moved to Chicago okay. and and kind of stuck with the music that I knew, uh-huh. but then I knew my friends back here were starting to get into stuff that really? that I wasn't, you know, and I didn't have the kind of friends that I had here up okay. there, and so like I said, I was kind of still stuck in the same old same old with the music, but I go back and I listen to some of these and I'm like, oh wow. You know, well, were you 18 when they when was uh, NWA came out in about 88, so 80, 18. Yeah, so what was your reaction at that time? Were you like, <clears throat> well, I kind of I liked it, I mean, but it was, um, I think just being able to hear all the lyrics, you're like, wow, th- this is just about as nasty or or upsetting as it could get. Think about now, though. That's I know it's no different. Now. I mean, some people might say, but that you know what's lighter. so funny is Dominic, my boy, likes uh-huh. to um, he likes rap. Okay. Um, he likes Juice World and some of those. Uh, so, he's all right. I know, I know. But he'd probably say, no, that was a couple years ago. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I can't keep up. But we watched Straight Outta Compton with him, and now that's all he's about. That's all he wants to well, listen to. He's like, you know better. what? He's like, the, the it was better. It's better back then. Any music, in my opinion, uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, even um, Journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Queen. Uh, just it's just different. It Did you different. happen to hear what the kids were talking about with Black History Month today? No, I didn't. So, get a so they to did Tupac. They, oh, okay. Uh oh. One of my favorite. Did you artists. know? Did you know where he was before he was a solo artist? Um, he was with Digital Underground. I didn't know that. Yes, yes, he was with Digital Underground. He was. Um, you know what's interesting to me about him? Um, his first album was very. Uh, some might say militant, but it was yeah. not what. It turned into later on with yeah. the double disc, All Eyes on Me. I think uh-huh. if you look at the first album and look at that double disc, it's two completely different platforms. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's just interesting to see how he grew as an artist. Yeah. From, from, uh, yeah, it's a shame that we didn't get to see more or hear more from him. And Very young. Well, I mean, you, you think about some of the guys. Look at what all those guys have been able to do. Yeah. You know, whether you're Dre or you're or Ice Cube, Cube playing I mean, in kid movies, right? I mean, <laughs> he's playing in kid movies. This is the guy from. Uh, he's right in the movies. Well, though. I'll say this because you know I'm I'm younger. Yeah. Somebody just told me about a song called "My Summer Vacation" by Ice Cube, and they yeah. mentioned St. Louis in there. And um, so to hear him, I heard, I listened to the song. I'm like, that's the Ice Cube from yeah, like the kid show, well, the yeah. kid movies, so. right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy to see where these guys have gone or, or yeah. what they've done over the, yeah. the course of their lives. So it's pretty fun. All right, so that was the first record, Big yeah. Willie style, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, that was Will Smith. That was mine. <laughs> and as I get older, I've come to appreciate him uh, so much more. He, a lot of people, you know, like Well, to still want to dog him because he really is pretty well, clean. Well, he's pretty clean, and people you know? like to make fun of him. but uh, For being like that. Have you heard his boy, his son? Yes, I like his son. His yeah. son has a... Um, I, I, I got the last album his son did, and it's so interesting. His son is so different than yeah. his father. Yeah, um, different sound. Way different, even the fashion that right. he will wear. Right. And uh, I heard that Will kind of had to kind of check himself and say, hey, <laughs> I don't know. I know I know my son might model for such and such, but I need to. Because, you know, times are different now. Right, right. Um, so getting back to the records, do you have one favorite album or one favorite CD over the course of your life or one that really just made a huge impression on you? I think it's between um, Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac. I think those two artists, um, just because being a kid at the time when they pass away and you hear the music when you're younger, but then now when you're older, um, you hear it and these guys are in their 20s kind of talking about a lot of stuff that they manifested through speech, whether Mm -hmm. it be... Mm -hmm. Uh, robberies or whatever they're talking right. about, then to see them die to gun right. violence. So just kind of makes me think about the power of the tongue a lot more now. But right. when you're in elementary school, you know, seeing these guys do these things. and Right. So those Good stuff. Ones. All right, here's a question for you. Uh-oh. What was the color of your childhood bedroom? Do you remember that? Well, or- remember the other day I told you, I remember I had a, I remember WWF sheets. That was big in like fifth grade. That was huge. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with that one because that was the time where I was. You had WWF in the room? Well, I was breaking the box spring. <laughs> I was jumping, <laughs> slamming my sisters, doing yeah. everything, yeah. the wrestling that I was not supposed to be doing. So that was like the time where you could have not told me wrestling's real. I thought it was so real. Yeah. So. He, yeah well, what's funny in the show that we were probably going to talk about yeah. a little bit, you don't use the, the F word. No, you better not ever <laughs> use that F word. Hey, uh, I don't know if you have an answer to this or not, cause you kind of alluded to it before, but what's the scariest ride you've ever been on? Amusement park ride. I guess. I mean, 
I, I would guess that you don't like them because you don't like I, heights, I, you said. Well, it's so weird. The last time I went to an amusement park, which was years ago, I, I, I got on the rides. Um, so I don't know what I would do as an adult now, but I think the boss. Yeah, the boss is the pretty day, wicked. Well, because it hurts your neck and stuff. And so that yeah. was. And then as I get know, older, it gets a lot harder well, to ride those things. You're going down and you got to hold the thing and your stomach is dropping. Yeah. So that, the boss is probably the worst. Do one. you remember the first time you got on, like, the Screaming Eagle? Yes, that was not bad. It just skips tracks. It just skips tracks. That's all. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, how it jumps. Yeah, it just skips <laughs> tracks. It's not. The Ninja, Batman, all of that. That was like eighth grade. I was scared before eighth grade to get on this. So when I was younger yeah. and we go to Six Flags, I'd be in Kitty Land. Yeah, while, yeah. Because <laughs> I was scared to get on the ride. I hear you. Well, all right. Who was your role model growing up? Role model growing up. You getting me with some good unexpected I know, questions. Right? Role I know. model growing up. Um, I'd have to say it was kind of twofold. My mother, um, uh, my mother, uh, majority of of life, and then um, a collective of other folks. Whether it be, uh, and I was telling you about this guy the other day. He has his uh, masters, and I don't know what he has his masters in. <laughs> I should know this, uh, but he's a mentor to me, and he um, he's of uh, Latin. Uh, descent. So uh, I met him when I was an undergraduate at Central Missouri. He was a graduate student okay. at Central Missouri. He got his undergraduates and uh, and uh, uh, I don't know that either. I should know this. He got it from the UNL though, University of Nebraska Lincoln. Okay. And my buddy Nico, he's a good one. Another buddy Al, uh, he's a peer kind of. And those two guys, I named those two guys because they kind of come from a similar background as me, but they they also operate in the sphere of going to school and stuff. You know, because yeah. you have friends that share similarities with you. So I have friends yeah. that are educated and go to school and I have other friends that chose to do other right. things. So right. those two and my mom, I'd say. Yeah. So I could probably guess why mom, but, um, we'll, we'll talk about mom for a minute. Why, why, why is she a role model for you? Well, my mother had a lot of, um, as far as education, she's very talented, very smart. She started college and, um, she had to stop because she had my older sister and then, from there, she just had me. And so I think uh, seeing my mom work really hard um, th- throughout tribulation and watching her um, sacrifice mm-hmm. and um, watching her um, just just always being loving and being about her family. Yeah. Um, and that's something that always, I just watched her just always yeah. care about her family. How many kiddos grew up with you? Like It's what? me and my two sisters. So okay. it, was, it was us. And... Um, like I said, mom was very loving, very um, just always there trying to help, except for schoolwork time when it's time to do work. That was another. Oh. Yeah. So many nightmares still. Right. <laughs> sitting at the kitchen table, like with math. That uh, was, yeah. She would sit there and go at it with me with that. But uh, yeah. my mom just worked really hard. Just very Showed hard you that it was important for you to get that education. Well, she just showed me that if you value something and, it, and if you want it, you'll, you'll work, work at it, it. And it'll, it'll yeah. pay off. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, when did you first feel like you were an adult? <laughs> first feel like I was an adult. Um, Driving? College. I'll or 18 college. or college. Okay. I'll say college All because right. you get dropped off by your parents. I'm yeah. in Warrensburg, and this yeah. is the fall yeah. of 2006, yeah. and they're gone. Everybody's gone. You know, you cry, your parents leave, and you're at college. And you have to learn how to be an adult, and I think that's when it hit me, like, I don't have anyone over me making me go to class. I don't have anyone over me telling me to go to bed. I've reached adulthood. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is freedom. I love how it tastes. 
Yeah, with that freedom comes great responsibility, well, though, doesn't it? <laughs> huge responsibility. Right? And a lot of kids, after that first semester, they go home because, you know, yeah. much is given, well, much well, is required. It, it, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um, and we talked a little bit about that, I think, the last time we were together, yeah. about how, you know, when you're when you're such a, at a young age, you know, you really have to know kind of where you want to go and what you want to do, because if you're not really sure, it's very easy to get well, yourself diverted into other places. Decision making yeah. is not where it needs yep. to be. And then um, the friend group. That Prefrontal cortex around, is not ready it's yet. It's not developed. And then you want to be around all the cool people. Oh, I know. Right? You I don't know. want to be around the people that are right. studying. Right. Hey, so what was the hardest class you ever took? We talked a any, little bit about this class, in high school. Any math class in high school. Any yeah, math class, yeah. especially college algebra. Yeah. Um, when I was in college, that was right. hard. Uh, I think it was microeconomics was another difficult That's a one, tough one in college. Um, and I learned with these courses, though, it's really about how much work you put in. If your professor is, or your instructor is seeing that you're working yeah. and you're coming and asking them questions, yeah. If you're at like a 69, they'll, they might bump you up. To yeah, hope, you know? help you out a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, what's a fact about you that nobody would guess? That nobody would guess. Hmm. Something about you that nobody would realize is actually. Let's see. Let's think. Let's think. Hmm. That nobody would guess. Um, I am. I, I'm a crier. I cry. <laughs> you know. You're sensitive. Yeah, I'm sensitive. That's what hey, my wife tells me. Right I'm, there with I'm, you, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm very complicated. <laughs> I'm not. You know. I'm. People would not expect me to tear up. I, so my wife and I, we watched This Is Us together. Oh, geez. So you had to watch that and recently. So, huh? Well, and This Is Us is just the father on there, the character. That seems to me like that's emotional torture. Like you're well, just putting yourself through a cry every time you're watching. I tell her every time we watch it, I'm like, man, this is Jack Pearson. Anybody that watches This Is Us knows Jack Pearson is a great father. So, yeah, you know, um, that connection of father son always makes me any movie with that just makes me tear up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So you're you're empathetic and yes, you're, and, and yes. you're one, the, you have you can get pulled on the heartstrings a yes, little bit. All right. So uh, what was the first concert you ever went to? First concert. Ooh, first concert. Okay, that was Three Doors Down. Okay. And, um, what was so weird about that was I'm not I, I was not a breaking Benjamin three doors down kind of guy yeah. before I went. Uh, my buddy, I was out here with him, and we're uh, we're students at Parkway West High School. And he's like, "Hey man, I got some tickets. You want to go see Three Doors Down?" And I'm like, "Who is that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, "The guys that sing here without you." And I said, "Oh, okay." And I'm like, "All right, well, I'll go see them." And we went and saw them, and. Uh, yeah, what'd you think? It was amazing. Yeah. Um, it was scary and amazing. Where'd you see it? I think we were at the amphitheater. Okay, uh, so outdoors? Yes, we're outdoors, okay. and, and I learned about a mosh pit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which was scary, because we were on the grass. We did not have a... So that's kind of a good thing. You could see it happening. Well, you didn't it have was to worry. right next to us, and, I, and they ended up having to take a guy out on a gurney. Oh, that's not was, good. So, but I, I think when I went to that concert, that helped me open up my mind to different types of music and to explore different types yeah. of music. Yeah. So, uh, last question. What was the last concert that you've seen? So, the last one I went to was the Earth, Wind, and Fire Ooh. concert with my mother. Ooh. And that was, that was magical because I had never seen someone of their status perform with so much energy. And they play live instruments. And that's my mother's favorite yeah. group. Yeah. And so, to watch these guys perform at 40, 50, and 60 yeah. is like... Do you have a favorite song out of their catalog that uh, um, I just say likes? reasons. I mean, my yeah. mother, like I said, my mother's a huge Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. um, 
person. So to see that, like, but, but that gets back to what we were saying, the music of the past. Yeah. It's just so powerful, and it's better than the current music, you know? Well, I think the, the music before, and I'm going to say, you know, you're talking 60s, 70s mm-hmm. music. It wasn't so contrived as it feels like mm-hmm. today. Like, like it's so overproduced. Yeah. There's, I don't know that there's that realness that... When you say originality was the big issue back yeah. in the day? Well, oh, yeah. The original. Yeah. It don't sound like everybody yeah. else. All right, we're going to take a quick break because we need to hear from our Black History Minute folks. Okay. Welcome, Welcome to, to Black, Black History, History Minute. Minute. This week, our famous Black American is Tupac. Tupac's original name was Lasanne Purse Crooks. He was born June 16, 1971 in Brooklyn, New York. His family moved quite often but settled in Baltimore, Maryland, 1986. He was a good student both creatively and academically. But his family relocated to Marist City, California before he could graduate. In 1990, he joined the rap group Digital Underground and performed on two albums with them. Tupac released his first solo effort in 1991. With increased fame and success came greater scrutiny of Shakur's gangster lifestyle. A string of arrests culminated with the conviction in 1994. He was incarcerated when his third album was released in 1995. On the evening of September 7, 1996, Shakur was shot and killed by an unknown assailant. In spite of his relatively short recording career, Tupac left an enduring legacy within the hip-hop community. Thank, Thank you, you for, for joining, joining us for Black, Black History Minute. Minute. See, See you next, next time. time. All right, welcome back. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, because you're gonna add it in. I forgot. Is... Yeah, it's fun. So, uh, all right, let's get into it a little bit though. Um, thanks for putting up with the 15 or however many questions Bro, I just that's asked good. you. That helped me right? open up a little bit. Right. More now, right. I guess. Hey, so you and I have talked a little bit about a new show called uh, Young Rock. Yeah. And and I kind of said, hey, have you seen it? And you're like, no. Nah. And I said, you got to check it out yeah. because it's kind of cool the way it, it works him through what he's done in his life you know you were able to see the first episode yes. what did you think it was amazing um the narrative how they put it together once eight i think it was what 82 87 and 90 something like that yeah it was great um, yeah so so like he was that. nine and 15 uh-huh, and then like the different but what i also love about it is <clears> they don't focus on one time during the show they're going to give you all three different stages it seems like during every show right right and um I loved also, it seems like we're starting to see the relationship between his father and himself. Yeah. I think we're going to, that's going to be our our treasure that we get from watching this first season. Him yeah. and his dad have a great relationship, it yeah. seems like. Well, and what's so crazy for me is that as a young person, I can remember seeing his dad uh, oh, on, okay. on Wrestling at the Chase. And um, it was it was interesting because for me as a fan, and I'm I'm not a huge wrestling fan okay. by any stretch, but but when you're a young boy, and and uh, you have this kind of stuff, and you know WWF, yes. you talked a little bit about that too. Um, it's just kind of fun to watch and and, and entertaining. And I always thought that that Rocky was just a steady wrestler, like he was a true, real wrestler, because other guys. Nature Boy Ric Flair or or Andre the Giant. It was uh it was more gimmicky uh-huh. than than it was and showmanship than it was like real technical in a sense. And in reality, Rocky 
Johnson was just as much a mm-hmm. gimmicky wrestler That's as right. anybody. He was. Um, and I think you'll see if, if you can, when you get to see uh, this week's episode, it also it does delve in a little bit more with his dad, talk okay. a little bit more about you know the relationship they had. But you and I got to, to talking a little bit about the importance of the father figure, yes. you know, Strange and um, you know you're you're a young father, don't yeah. wouldn't you say? <laughs> How old's your oldest? My oldest is eleven. Yeah. And, um, I've got a five-year-old, but then I also I forgot I got a a thirteen-year-old. It's not biologically mine, but we still yeah. have that relationship. Well, and and you're to. working on on going through some of the toughest parts of, of these eleven and thirteen-year-olds. They are testing my patience. Well, and and how long have I known you now? Is this your this third four year, four fourth year here, right? 18, yeah. So I think about when I first met you, and I think about <laughs> how much you've already grown oh, in the four goodness. years that I've known you. Because since you've gotten married, yeah, and then you, you <laughs> did you have another child? No, we're trying to. Okay, Not for us. We're uh, trying. all right, so. all right, gonna add another one to the yeah, fold, huh? I know, right? This is it. That's the last one. <laughs> That's what I said too. We want, we want a girl. Oh, so that's the trying for a girl. Uh, yeah. That's how it always works. Uh, trying for a girl. <laughs> but just in the time that I've known you, it's been really cool to see how much you've grown as an individual. Oh, thank you. Because thank um, you. I think um, when I think about who you were when we first started together, <laughs> you know, you and I have had some real conversations. I mean, there, there's been times where, where where you and I have gotten heated about things yeah. and 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 let some passion flow and that's talk right. about talk through things and. And um, I've really enjoyed the conversation and the growth you. that you, you and I have had as a as a brotherly re- relationship. You. Right. you know, um, think about yourself when you first started here. <laughs> how much? How much you hear has me changed? Well, how much has changed? I mean, think about what that, that's four or five years ago, and that's. Um, I think as I'm. You weren't older, married then. Well, no, I was not married. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was not married then, um, and more of in a selfish phase. Yeah, in every aspect, um, and and I know professionally learning how to be selfless, and learning how to um, open yourself to not just fit in one box. Yeah, to kind of be the all-purpose yeah. Swiss Army knife, and to be able to go yeah. around and help in a variety of places, understanding that it'll help make you a better person. Yeah, characteristically, why speaking, if I use that in the right tense. But then I think also. Um, uh, aside from professional, on a personal level, challenging myself on a daily to become a better listener. Yeah. Um, being so quick to want to talk, but now I'm learning to want to listen. Yeah, that um, comes with age, man. It really does. <laughs> and plus, you get a little more tired because you're raising kids, and you're like, okay, I don't. Yes. It takes energy to talk. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Well, and see, when I when I met you, I had I think my son was. Uh, He's a little guy. He was two. He was like two or something like yeah, that. And, Ashton. And, yeah. And at the time, I think when I got here, uh, my wife and I were just starting to, we were just starting to kind of get, figure work, out work things yeah, together yeah, yeah, better yeah. a little bit more. And um, like I said, at this stage right now, learning how to be selfless. Um, in a lot of different and, phases. Because it's hard too way. as a dad, and I don't mean to cut you off, but, but it's hard too as you're growing up because... A lot of times for guys, I think, we, we kind of do things the way we want to do things. Yeah. 
you know, or the like, way we were shown. Also, the way That's we were shown, I'm right? right? Now with my and we like our time. I mean, <laughs> yes, this is true. You know what I'm saying? And I think as as fathers, it's very difficult sometimes to to recognize. You know what? I have got to give my time to this situation. Intentionally, though. Intentionally. And that's something that I'm learning now Absolutely. as a father to just take three minutes and ask them about their day or play a video game with them or um, just sit with them. Right. You know what I mean? Just trying to learn how to do that. The only reason why I kept laughing when you brought up me years ago because I'm like, <laughs> man, that was, wow. Hmm. It's crazy, right? You think about yeah. it. But I also want to talk a little bit, and I don't, I can't remember if the last time we were together we talked about this, but how um, it is for you um, working in this district okay. and some of the situations that you find yourself in um, along the way. Okay. And, and um, I'm going to bring up uh, Dominic's or Aurora's basketball game. Was oh, it last yeah. year? That was the, two years ago that, now. That was either last year or two years ago. I think it was ago. two years yeah, ago. When I was working at. Oh, that was last year, I think. Okay. All right. All right. So last year, you and I saw each other uh, at one of Aurora's basketball games. Yeah. And it was over here at Parkway Southwest Middle. Yes. And I remember (laughs) we were early like you were. Yeah. Um and and but the building wasn't open. It was locked, and, I was, and you had parked back in the back, kind yeah, of. I pulled and, over there. and I pulled up to the front, and I thought it was you, but I wasn't sure because you uh-huh. had told me that you were. Yeah, I was doing the job. That you were working yeah. through Parkway Rockwood, but I wasn't sure um, if you know. So anyway, I, I thought maybe it is, and so. Um, Went up to the front door, couldn't get in, and then you and I saw each other again in the parking lot and Mm kind of talked. And I said, "I said, we're did you try? Did you try and get in?" He's like, "Well, no, I wasn't sure how that was going to look." Yeah, you know, like, (laughs) and 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 we kind of laughed, but at the same time, that is a reality. Yeah, that that I, I don't think people really understand. Um, that that you have to deal with. Um. You're right about that. You know, because we joked about the fact being a, a, a black man uh, trying to get into a building. Yeah. You know, what is that going to look like to somebody? Yeah. And I just... Well, I remember you were I like... I thought uh, about that a lot. Well, as, I remember you were like, my wife said to me, that sucks. Like, is and Yeah. You, and you were yeah. like, well, that's what his... I mean, that's his... He's just speaking what... The truth. You no, know, what his I mean, narrative is. That's yeah, his, right. And um, so... You have to deal with that on a regular basis, yeah. though. Yeah. Whether you're driving, yeah. whether you're. Yes. To, it, can you it, can you it, relate to me? Kind of maybe the last time that you felt like that, like you know, uh, somebody's watching me because I'm driving or some. Do you, um. Yeah. I mean, even in route to here, I think the last time was when I was headed here, and I think it was. Uh, let's just say last year, and I'm headed down New Baldwin, and um. I think for me to see the police behind me, it's like, okay, my hands are where they yeah, need to be. Yeah, 10 and 2. All right, 10 and 2. Don't have an attitude. Don't Going through the checklist of of making sure I correct my mind to be at the right point mm-hmm. when I am approached. Having the right attitude because yep. in the past, I did not have that. Mm. And I saw that when I came with anger and other emotions, I was met with that. Mm-hmm. And so now my goal is to try to de-escalate and try to remain calm as possible. Although internally, I'm not going to lie, red flags are going in, going up, and my body is going yeah. into. I'm scared. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, the reality of the situation is, you know, things can happen and things can escalate. Right. And, and 
me knowing that it could be my word against an officer. Right. And um, knowing that, historically speaking, you know, in my community, it's it's we we can start naming a lot of names. I know. And, it, and I it's know. happened, and and so just trying to push that fear down. Yeah. And be respectable and yeah. have a pretty good attitude. That's what I'm trying to work on. Well, and I mean? so, you know, I am going to kind of get into something here because, you know, for me, I think, you know, I look at it from my lens. And okay. and anytime I have a police officer come up behind me, mm-hmm. I'm always like, okay, what's my speed limit? What am I, you know? And I'm most of the time, I'm right on point. You know, I just am doing what I need to do, and, and they're not worried or anything, right? Um, but... I wanted to bring that up because I feel like, you know, I don't have to worry like you worry on a regular basis. Do you, um, have you had any talks with the kids yet about, you know, no, not because that is a a reality that when they, because you have a 13 year old, it's going to be driving in three years, two years if they're doing permit stuff. So, you know, did you have to have a talk with your mom in terms of. Um, so you know what's so interesting? We'll backtrack. My father was a sheriff. Huh. So how about <laughs> you know, it's that? So inter- I know, right? So he, he was a sheriff for a moment, <clears throat> then he resigned from that position. And uh so my father never really had that conversation with me. Um I can't remember my mother really having one either with me about that. I think um as you grow up you start to hear about names and things happening. And then you start to have encounters with police officers. So in my neighborhood, um, particularly in high school, right at college, you start interacting with officers who are um, maybe not the nicest, but they're not there to be nice. They're Mm -hmm. there to catch folks who are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. So to answer your question, we're going to start having conversations very soon. Yeah. um, Just about what they think about the police. Right. And and what they... um, what do they expect from the police? Have you, know? you gotten to talk to um, Ty Dennis at all? No, who's the new, that? The new security uh, oh, person within not. our district. No, because he does something called Cops and Clippers, and Ooh. and and tries to because he was a former Atlanta um, okay. uh, police uh, officer, and. Um, and since retired, and, and I think he also played some basketball, and, okay. and you know, he's a pretty uh, unique and, and cool individual. But I just wonder because, you know, the conversations that need to be had or how are we building our communities? What do you want to see in, in your communities? You know, yeah. obviously, and, and I really I have a tough time because I, I, our police officers um, are there to protect and serve exactly. and, and help us. And I think there there was a time, and there still is in places, where um, we're looking for things uh-huh. instead of just protecting, you yeah. know. And, right. and um, I, I hope that as we continue down this path that, that – uh, folks in the world realize that, you know, we, we need to, to work together on things, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I just been thinking this. about it a lot. Let me throw this out there. You yeah. know, it's interesting. Another moment that just popped into my mind. So I did a story when I was in uh, journalism school yeah. at Webster. It was about public defenders. And yeah. so I went to the uh, mm-hmm. Eastern office where the public defenders mm-hmm. are and I met with them and they broke down the federal sentencing chart. And she said a very interesting thing. The public defender said, she said, uh, neighborhoods are areas where police have a vested interest or the 
people in the community think they have a vested interest. The cooperation is way different mm-hmm. than in the community yeah. uh, for those that don't feel trust. Yeah. They, they don't feel the police have yep. a vested interest. And when she said that, that just kind of made me think about my neighborhood a little more and think about yeah. historically. And like I said, you, you notice I said my first kind of encounters, aside from being younger, because when we were younger, they would hand out you know baseball cards and yeah. all of that. Yeah. But then, like I said, middle school, that stopped high school. You're seeing police officers that are trying to catch people in your neighborhood, and they're not really trying to converse or have a good, yeah. friendly conversation. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of... Something changes. And it changes, yeah. and you're kind of like, wait a minute, are they... So my, my children and I will have that discussion soon, which is not something that I look forward to having, but... Is a reality that you have to deal we, with. We must have it, because I think it'll just help them with controlling their tempers and... And yeah. me learning how to control my yeah. temper as a grown-up. So one of the things that you and I talked about, too, is how to... Because um, my biggest thing for for our staff is to to continue to work on diversifying yeah. the people who are here. Yeah. And it's a very difficult task because we don't have a whole lot of African-American folks who are applying to this district for whatever reason. And it might be that the drive is too long or, or maybe they're not feeling welcomed. And, and you felt that at places around the district as well. So that's something we got to work on. Well, I think that is a, a partial point that you're making. And I agree with that. But I think for me, reflecting back on my life now, being um, in town and country in 1993 at Mason Ridge Elementary. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a every year very you learn affluent a little area, bit more and you learn about affluent. See, and then you go home, and your neighborhood looks completely different mm. than where you're going to school at. So yeah. I think that was always, as I got older, like, wait <clears> a minute, why? Well, in talking a little bit about that, and I'm going to make myself a little vulnerable with you in terms of when I first, I I don't know if I shared this with you, but when I first was um, working in this school, and I'm going to say this is probably 2006, probably, and I'll never forget the family, the Cunningham family, great people. Um, uh, We had taken a couple trips on um, our Vic buses mm-hmm. um, just to kind of see the neighborhoods where our kids were coming from. And so myself and the principal um, and the assistant principal, we got on individual buses and we uh-huh. rode down with the kids okay. to their neighborhoods and got yeah. to see where they were dropped off and everything. <laughs> and then, and then um, you know, we went straight to the bus depot and then we got a ride back. Mm-hmm. Um, one year I decided to take pictures Along the way, and I took pictures of the kids on the bus. They were having fun, Um, but I also took pictures of the neighborhood Mm. and tried to tried to 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 show the neighborhood in a good light. Um, And I'll never forget. I put together this video, and I have to find it. I don't know what what I may have done with it, but it was. it was an upbeat song that I used, okay. and, and and I was what trying. What part of town were you guys in? North side. Well, or... you know where our kids come from. They're it's basically north and west side, they're, right? they're north and west. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, Two of the roughest areas. And so I, I put this video together, and at the time we would have a broadcast system that, that actually I could play videos through that the kids could see on the TVs, and um, 
you know, after I showed it to the kids mm-hmm. as a group, because I said, hey, you guys, you know, we all went down with you. I want to show what, what we experienced mm-hmm. and, and share it with you and, and feel some pride in, right. in, in who we are and, and, and uh, just being a part of the school and that kind of thing. And then I put it up on the TVs, and, um, and that was uh, a real eye-opener for me because I'll never forget Miss Cunningham. Um, she, one of our eighth graders, I think, uh, was really upset with me for doing that, for putting wow, it up shoot. on the TVs. And at the time, it was Dr. Art McCoy, which I don't know if you remember. Jenny's superintendent, right? Well, right. And he is now going to be retiring. He's retiring this year. Yeah, Didn't yeah. he start out in this? Did, yeah. He well, he was, he was, a, he was a, a, a student here at Lafayette, and then he uh, graduated, and then he came back, and he was a, a substitute, and and uh, he was actually was worked within the deed department. Oh, okay. um, for a little bit, and that's when I knew him. And he ended up having to come over and talk to me, and we had a, just a very honest conversation. And I said, uh, "I said, Art, you know, I'm. My intent was not to show something that was uh, bad for the kids. Uh-huh. It was to show this is where we come from, and uh-huh. this is who we are, and and." And somehow to draw some pride from that, you know, I, and I was young. I mean, I, this was, you know, I was probably about 36 years old at the time. And so for me, it was, I, I always like to reflect on who we are and where we're going. And so for me, it was just trying to get the kids together, show a moment in time right. of this is what we're doing. And and then I did not realize the ramifications because Ms. Ms. Cunningham was like, I don't need for people to see that in the sense that, you know, there, there's some things there that I would rather you not show. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, Ugh. so that's difficult for me because I'm trying to learn, but I'm also trying to uplift. That's right. You know, and well, you always say we have to create the conversation as, well, a, as uncomfortable as it may be, as long as we do it within the parameters of respect. Yeah. You say we need to create right. the conversation. Like it wasn't trying to exploit anybody and where they came from. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and I think that's how it was taken in a sense. I could understand both sides. I can understand how someone would say well, it was you know one of what? the most difficult moments for me because I felt extremely bad about Making well, but someone you say your intentions, were yeah. Good, but <laughs> everyone has their own opinion, and yeah. everyone has their own perception. It's and I'll have to, I'll have to see if I can dig it up and show find me that it because, because, it, because I want your take on it because okay. you probably it could have been you yeah. as a young person yeah. because it was oh six. Yeah, I that's, mean <laughs> that's North and West Side. That was my. You know what's so interesting? I grew up on the South Side where the Grove. Yeah. It was before it was the growth. Right, right, right. And we moved in 98. Yeah. Um, in the summer of 98. And I got over to the north side, and it was just different. Yeah. It was different. It it's was, hard. It was different. It, it's hard, is what I would say. And what I mean by that is it's a rough, rough yeah. area in places, yeah. right? But uh, I just had to share that with you because if we don't do, if we're not allowed to make mistakes or we're not allowed to explore, then then how do we grow, you know? And that for me is the biggest thing about all of this is, you know, we need to ask the questions and I, I want to be interested too. I mean, for me, it was about learning more about who these kids were and, and where well, they're from. Interesting. You say comparison contrast when I got here to now. Uh, I think when I got here, I didn't want to have those conversations. I didn't want to... Um, it was just uncomfortable to have conversations about certain things. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And now 
I look at myself now and I'll strike up a conversation with whomever, you know. You're feeling a lot more comfortable about relationships. It takes a little bit of time. Well, if I feel that they're going to be receptive and they want to have a meaningful conversation, I've, I've had some great conversations with some students that have asked me some questions that other students have been like, you don't find that offensive? And I said, well, why would I find it offensive? They... Their, their neighborhood probably doesn't reflect what they see when they come here. Right. And when I asked them that, it was true. Their, their neighborhood demographics did not reflect what they saw in me. And so they would have questions. And I would say, hey, come and ask them to me. Don't ask any, yeah. don't ask any of your right. peers. Come and ask right. me, and I can kind of give you a better answer. Right. So if you've never been around it, you know, then it's, right. it's going to be a little different. I'm interested to see how, as we get into next school year, um, your role continues to develop here yeah. as the student supports uh, uh, services uh, gentlemen. Well, can I know? say this? Yeah. I think, and this was maybe two years ago, I think uh, when we had our discussion and you were like, you said, you, the question <laughs> you posed to me, you said, well, what would you like to do? Yeah. You said, what are you interested in? And I said, well, I just want to talk to any student that feels like, you know, they want to, they need somebody to talk to with social emotional learning, those that want to have a voice, work with some kids on goal setting, et cetera, et cetera. And you were like, hey, look, if that's what you're inspired to do and challenged to do, create a plan yeah. and let's do it. And um I think, you know, when you when you when you gave me that that permission to, you know, kind of freely move a little bit more, I think that that kind of Helped me out with gaining rapport with students, right. residential and non-residential. Right. Here, you know what I mean. Right. Just being able to be, right, whatever they needed. And then, do you think too, uh, being able to see the kids up at the high school a little bit is that helping is, you? And that is, I mean, the coaching aspect. Being able to coach uh, this year has been so rewarding, and it's been so helpful because a lot of the kids will say, "Hey, man, a few years ago, what you were telling me, I should have listened." Yeah. And that's rewarding for me. Not like I told you so, but just like, you know, and we all try to tell our kids this here at Selvage. 600 strong here. You go from 600 to 2,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's three times, four times now. Yeah. You got to work twice as hard yep. to be seen. Yep. You have to communicate. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. great to be up at the high school now coaching and seeing these kids that I'm almost about to complete my first cycle soon. Like, yeah, geez, yeah, you're going to see, that, will... yeah, those will be your seniors that you had in <laughs> sixth will... grade, I guess, yeah. huh? Or eighth well, grade. No, it would be eighth graders, so yeah. My, 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 yeah. my first cycle of sixth graders, I just got to coach them. I got to be with yeah. them for three years. Yeah. <laughs> and I almost cried when we did our little speeches at the end of freshman year because, like, I told them, this is, and mind you, I started coaching in 2000. Eight two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. Young yeah, lad yeah. in U City coaching yeah. the junior football league, and I told him this is the longest I've ever been with the kids coaching. Yeah, and I told him thank you so much. There's something about that to... that really does stick with you. We and... just got great kids. Mm. I mean, I don't. We have great kids, and I think it's because we open up the doors to communicate with them. Yeah, they're respectful. They say yes yeah. or no, and um. Even the kids that some might say, oh, that's a little rough, they're great. We yeah. have great kids and, yeah. and, you know. 
Well, listen, I really appreciate being able to sit down oh, and talk with you, you for a for minute. Thank you for inviting me again. Hey, no problem. And I'm sure we'll check in again in a couple, couple six three, months. Maybe so so maybe what we'll do is we'll do a, a first semester and then a second semester check-in kind of thing. That you know, be you know. But um, anybody you want to shout out to? Because, um, you know, so many people well, are listening. I'll shout out my wife <laughs> and tell her thank you. I yeah, got to just... I'm learning on the fly. Just uh, yeah, you are. thankful to my team members for, for patience with me and trying to teach me about gentle parenting and all those yeah. other things. Because, you know, as we talk about, yeah. you know, I was raised by a certain generation of parents. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but, you know, we think that in our parenting, if you were, I say this all the I time know. to my kids, if you were my age, you would have yeah. dated my parent would have been right? learning that they're not them. and. So thankful to my wife, and thank you for uh, you allowing me on this. Oh, gosh. Well, you, yeah, I appreciate you, you being appreciate here, giving it. me some time, and it's always fun to get uh, to know you, you a little bit better and, and just talk. I mean, and see, it, I know the tagline now. Yeah, so when yeah. you ask and, me for and it, so, I know and it so now. so what's the tagline, Mr. Trussell? It's Mike's off. See, I, I, last time I was like, <laughs> Mike's off? I know you were like, okay. All right. So what's the tagline? Mike's off. Welcome to Black History Minute. My name's Madison. And my name is Mackenzie. This week, our famous black American is Ruby Bridges. Ruby Bridges was born on December 8, 1954 in Taylorwood, Mississippi. Ruby Bridges was two years old when her parents moved her family to New Orleans, Louisiana. She was the oldest out of five children. At the age of six, she went to an all-white elementary school in the South on November 4, 1960. She had to take an exam to get into all the white elementary school. Ruby and five others passed the exam. Ruby and her mom was escorted to the school by four federal marshals every day. People pulled their kids out of school and protested. Her dad lost a job, and the grocery stores refused to sell to her mom. She spent the day at school in the principal office. She graduated high school, became a travel agent. She got married and had four sons. She also wrote two books. Received a Carter G. Woodson Book Award. Ruby Bridges is still alive today and 66 years old. Thank you for joining us on Black History Minute. See you next time. Welcome to Black History Minute. My name is Lillian. This week, our famous black American is Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong was born August 4th, 1901 in New Orleans. Armstrong played the trumpet in a band called Oliver's Creole Jazz Band. In 1929, Armstrong had earned the title the first great jazz soloist. He pioneered jazz by making vocal improvisations known as scat. In 1931, Armstrong's career was booming. He had made several appearances on movies and radios. It had been said that he put a smile on thousands of Americans with his infectious laugh. In 1947, having many hit songs to his name, Armstrong released some of his most famous songs, including Hello Dolly and What a Wonderful World. Armstrong died of a heart attack in 1971. Thank you for joining us on Black History Minute. See you next time. Join us in the weeks to come as we learn and grow together.